Resilient Solutions Shortcast, Season 3, Episode 5, Seven Ways to Help Your Kids Become Strong and Resilient, Part 1. These are scary times to be raising kids, aren't there? So many pressures, so many influences, everything from social media to the news media to pressures at school, at home, and in the community, and in our nation at large. Our kids are at risk. Matter of fact, we've seen a significant increase in the number of children struggling with depression and anxiety. Well, I'm here to give you some good news today. You and I have the power to help our children become more resilient and be stronger and more intentional living. And today, I want to cover the first three steps you can take to building a more more resilient child. It'll be great. This is part one of a four-part series, so let's jump right in. By the way, this is sponsored by my counseling and coaching ministry, johntherman.info, Covert Mercy, where I help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. When you have a few minutes, check out the website, John Thurman, J-O-H-N-T-H-U-R-M-A-N.info. Well, hey, let's jump right in. Would you agree with me that we live in one of the most challenging times in recent history? A time of polarization, negativity, learned helplessness, tension, depression, anxiety, anger, just a hot mess. It seems like our culture is in a hot mess. Not only are adults in a hot mess, but a lot of our kids are in a hot mess. Unfortunately, if history does repeat itself, we're in for even more divisive and difficult times. It doesn't have to be that way. We as parents, grandparents, and caring adults can take palpable action right now. We can do some kinetic things to help our kids become more resilient and stronger and more hopeful for the future. To give this generation a better chance, we must begin by preparing them to be mentally tough, yet without deplacing the classic Christian virtues of joy, self-control, compassion, and steadfastness. And one of the best ways to do this is to give them a set of life skills that can help them endure just about anything. Pericles, a Stoic Greek philosopher and statesman, said, What you leave behind is not what is engraved on stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. My question for you today as a caring adult, parent, or grandparent is, what are you weaving into the lives of your kids? One of the best things that we can weave in our lives of our kids is a sense of perseverance, endurance, grit, resilience, however you want to call it. The research tells us that the best indicators of resilience for young people are optimism and a belief in oneself. And secondly, being able to connect with others on an interpersonal level. Face-to-face encouragement, group support, having people that have your back are absolute must for being a strong, resilient person, whether you're an adult or a child. So what does all this mean? It means that you and I have the power to train others and help others become more resilient, no matter what they're facing. We have the tools that we can give our children, our grandchildren, and those others in our life, the words of encouragement and the life skills and things they can observe to help them make it through life in a great shape, in a great way. Christopher Airy says this, Time grants a unique perspective which allows us to see events through the filter of accumulated wisdom. So those lessons you've learned, you can pass those down to your kids to help them become stronger. As I mentioned, this is the first of four podcasts. And what we're going to do today is begin to look at the foundational blocks, the building blocks, if you will, of how to both enhance your own personal resiliency skills, but also how to transfer those skills to your kids. 
While there are seven points, today we'll start with the first four. Point one. Remember, there are two basic types of people in the world. Those who edify, encourage, and build up, and those who detract, distract, and tear down. I hope you will teach your kids to be the first type of person, that person who edifies, encourages, and builds up others. One of our goals as caring adults is to teach our kids that the best way to develop a happy, intentional, successful, and resilient life is through their achievements and contribution towards the betterment of others. That's the whole idea of service projects. One of the neat things about growing up in and around church is that church itself just oozes with opportunities to serve. And I believe one of the key things that we can do for our young people is to help them do just that and to serve. Early in my career, I worked as a youth pastor, both as a lay person and later as a professional. And I absolutely love the transparency of these kids. And I love the adult workers that work with me to help these kids. And you have an influence on those children in your life. And I hope you'll choose to be a person who models edifying, looking for the best in people, and sharing an encouraging word. In Albuquerque, I recently got to experience that up close and personal. My family and I went out to eat at Restoration Pizza here in town, a great pizza place, and you can find the link in the website. One of the interesting things about this business owner is he's a believer, and he's a serious believer, very profitable business, but at their pizza place, one of the unique things about this business is that they actively include people with disabilities in the workforce. This is taken from their website. Restoration Pizza is a place where your differences only matter because they go better together where disabilities are just a part of a greater ability, and a high-five can never be done solo. We know our pizza can't end wars or create a utopian society, but when pizza is done the way it should be done, it can bring an entire community closer to that feeling of fullness. Isn't that a great byline or a great mission statement? They're really trying to live out some of this practically in their business practices. So the first thing is be a person who builds up and not tear down. Model that to your kids and they'll do the same thing. Point two, we have the opportunity to teach our kids to be optimists and believe that as individuals created in God's image, they have the creative power to make a difference in this world, not only in their personal life, but in the lives of others. According to another thought leader in the field of resilience, Dr. Marty Seligman, who said, individuals who devalue themselves and their actions and contributions actively ensure failure. Did you hear that? If you minimize your importance to the team, you are setting yourself up for failure and you're setting your kids up. So parents, do a little self-evaluation here. On the other hand, when people believe in themselves and their ability to make a difference, their probability of a meaningful and well-rounded, significant life increases. So what does this mean? It means that our kids should learn to be humble in success, gracious in defeat, and be fair. And that's really living out Christian values. Now, you know, this is something that's more caught than taught. So let me ask yourself, how are you doing this arena? The third point in these seven points, we're just going to talk about four today, is that one of the keys to having a meaningful, strong, resilient life is to pursue excellence, to to contribute to the betterment of others, to seek to achieve, to accomplish, and to overcome. That's why I believe being a part of team sports is important, other teams' activities. One of the things we're seeing throughout our culture is fewer and fewer people connecting, so we're seeing lower scores on social interaction, lower scores on ability to work as a team together because we're isolating ourselves. 
People who are successful, children and adults who are growing and becoming stronger and more resilient, are pursuing things in their personal life while contributing to the betterment of others. Robert Kennedy said this years ago, those who dare to fail miserably can achieve greatly. You see, we must both teach and model that anything worth doing is worth doing right. After all, the scripture says, no matter what your hands find to do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Point four, how do we operationally define failure? Have you ever done a face plant? Lord, I know I have. First of all, we need to remind ourselves that failure is never final. We must instill this in our children that failure is not a lack of achievement. I want you to listen carefully here. Failure is never final. We got to really, really, really hit the point here that we must instill in our children that failure is not a lack of achievement. Quite honestly, failure is determined by the lack of effort or the refusal to try. Did you get that? Failure is not what someone else did or didn't do. Failure, if you boil it down, is determined by an individual's lack of effort or refusal to try. Wrap your head around that because that means it's not a final thing. It means you can improve. You see, life is filled with scary and sometimes tough decisions. There's no way you can get a double-dog guarantee on every decision you make being right. We need to help our children and young adults learn how to make the best decisions they can make with the information they have and move on. Once they choose, they must let go of that anxiety and all that angst and move forward with the choice they make rather than be arrested and tied up by it. Still, the opportunity may only return if you create one. To quote Kelly Clarkson, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Remember that? Folks, we've got to let our kids fail, but not to define themselves as a failure, but to look at it as a growth opportunity. I remember that song that Kelly Clarkson wrote, that what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And let me just close with this in mind from the Apostle Paul. He said, I press on toward the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's in Philippians 1, 3, 14. You and I as parents and caring adults have to model what being strong and resilient and intentional looks like. If you'll hang with me these next few days and weeks, I want to give you some practical tools and tips and things you can do to begin doing that right now. My name's John Thurman. You've been listening to my shortcast, my podcast, John Thurman's Resilient Solutions Shortcast, sponsored by my counseling ministry, johnthurman.info. Thanks so much today, and don't forget, this is the day the Lord has made, and I'll make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, I'm back. See you next week. Take care. God bless, and goodbye. Goodbye.